Welcome to the Fearless Warrior Podcast. This is a place where truth is shared, taboos are disrupted, secrets are revealed, and power is gained. I'm your host, Danny Temras, and it is my personal mission to empower women in becoming the best version of themselves. Each week, I'm bringing you inspiring guests to help you build your confidence and mental toughness so that you can live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the next episode of the Fearless Warrior Podcast. My guest for today's show is Nancy Brunan, an incredible leader, accomplished entrepreneur, mental toughness coach, wife, and mother of two out of Alberta, Canada. Nancy coaches people on how to develop mental toughness and a mindset that gets you results. She's one of the few affiliate ambassadors for Tim Grover's mental toughness program, The Relentless System. The two of us actually met through Tim Grover's elite mental toughness training, Down and Dirty, which has been incredibly transformative for my own personal growth. In this episode, Nancy and I talk about extreme ownership, the power of discipline, facing and rising strong from identity crisis, giving natural birth, parenting, and so much more. This episode is a complete fire, so you don't want to miss it. If you love what you hear, please share this episode with your friends and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. This makes a huge difference in helping others find this show more easily. Additionally, don't forget to sign up for my weekly newsletter on daniellatemras.com so that you never miss a new episode. Let's dive into the interview. Nancy, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Hey, it's my pleasure, Danny. Thank you for having me. You know, it's uh, truly an honor to be a contributor to your podcast. It's my very first one, you should know, recording a podcast with you. Um, with any, I've never done this with anybody, so it's truly an honor to be the first with you. And um, just want you to know that uh, it's in alignment with my core values and what I'm passionate about. And the applause goes to you for, you know, starting this podcast and basically having the courage to talk about um, and host a podcast for exactly what the world needs to hear right now. And uh, you're truly making a difference. And I'm really grateful for that. So thank you so much. You're already touching my heart so deeply and we haven't even begun. Well, the, the pleasure is mine. And I'm, I'm so honored that this can be the first podcast interview for you to share your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience. And I'm, I'm honored to have you. So the, the pleasure goes both ways. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, Nancy, um, for, for those who um, may not be that familiar with your work, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where did you grow up? What is, what is your backstory? Of course. Well, I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, born and raised a first generation Canadian. My parents both were born in Italy and um, they actually immigrated here before I was born. Calgary, probably where you're from, no one knows where that is, but it's um, where the stampede is held. So like the greatest outdoor show on earth is that's what we're famous for. Um, I went to school, um, post-secondary school here, and I've never left, but I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And Alberta is a place where they kind of, you know, encourage you to do that. I just didn't know what business I, I wanted to be a part of. So I've had a little bit of a journey. It began, you know, I've built a business with my husband in financial services and wealth accumulation for the past 13 years now. We are still expanding in North America, so Canada and the U.S. 
What we do basically is we help and advise individuals in all facets of finance, you know, from life protection to investing, wealth accumulation, legacy planning, pensions, to actually even funeral planning. So for the past 13 years, that has been my vehicle. It basically has given me, you know, an extraordinary life that I have and that I live, you know, being able to travel the world, do all the things that I love. But to be honest, the real passion that I have and what I excel in and I'm very good at is what we're going to talk about today. And that's business development and mental toughness coaching. So on the business development end, I take an individual who wants to make a career change or change industries. And I basically mentor and coach them and how to build a multiple six-figure income in the financial industry. So that's part of my financial services business. And then my other business is mental toughness coaching, which I can elaborate on a little bit later, but this is basically where I spend the bulk of my time these days and coaching people on mental toughness and developing a mindset that achieves results. That's so incredible. So you're not only such an experienced woman in the world of finance, business, entrepreneurship, but you're helping people get to the next level and elevate their game. So Let me ask you this. What is really a mental toughness coach? Mental toughness coaching basically is guiding individuals towards mental domination and winning results. You know, I focus on developing individuals' mindsets to discover what they're capable of achieving and basically getting results that they never thought they could achieve. It has a lot to do with eradicating what's holding them back and developing winning habits and standards and turning their fears into absolute power. Finding out who they really are is a big thing for me and what drives them to excellence in the next level. I like what you said, helping them find out who they really are. This yeah. is so important. How do you help people do that or like get to so much deeper level of their own understanding of themselves? It takes a lot of exercises and a lot of deep thinking and just reaching deep down in them and kind of reprogramming. So a lot of individuals are been programmed by society or just things that they've grown up with standards from their family that have been passed on and you know just ways of doing things and they've developed these programs in their mind so basically it's deprogramming them to basically become what they're meant to be before the world told them what they should be we're told so many times oh you should do this you should do that and this is what a good wife, good daughter, you know, good husband yes. does. And we put so much pressure on ourselves. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad you're doing this work with your mentors and with your coaches. This is so important and so much needed. I agree, especially in this time, this time in our lives. 100%. So what actually inspired you to get into coaching yourself? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, I think that There's a few reasons that kind of transpired. And I think the biggest thing was that I always knew that I wanted to be a coach or a teacher. That was one of the defining factors of what I wanted to do in my life. I just didn't know what arena it was in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you kind of know what you want to do, but you just don't know how you're going to do it. You know why you want to do it, but you don't know how you're going to do it. And, you know, they say the two most important days of your life is basically the day when you're born and the day you find out why. And I always knew I wanted to be a coach or teach something to others. But earlier in my life, like I said, I wasn't sure what arena I'd be doing that in. 
So to start with, you know, I actually was a strength and conditioning coach in the fitness industry for many years. And I own my own business then as well. And there was definitely a physical and mental component to that type of coaching when you're dealing with various lifestyles of professionals and athletes. And then, of course, now, like in our financial services business, there's a huge coaching component when it comes to business development part. So coaching people on how to build a multiple six to seven figure business and financial services, you're taking people from different industries that want to change a career and they want to do something different. And you're coaching them and mentoring them on how to build a business in the financial services industry. So it's very different. And you're dealing with so many different kinds of people. But here's the thing. It's funny. It wasn't until I gave birth to my first child. And it was through my experience giving birth at home, you know, no hospital, no painkillers, no nurses or doctors that, uh, to influence my decision making. There was basically no plan B. And it was just me versus me. And I was completely empowered by my mental toughness. And that day, I didn't just give birth, you know, to a healthy baby girl, but I found out the reason I was born. And that was to coach people on mental toughness through my experiences. Wow, that is so powerful. I want to ask so many questions. I mean, just the birth at home, what an experience. So many people are afraid of that or concerned, right? How did that even come about? Why did you decide to give birth at home? and? How did you prepare yourself for the birth? Like, did you have a doula with you? or I had a midwife and a doula, actually. Um, I think, you know, my husband and I were, were not heavily into the medical industry. Like a lot of people, you know, they get sick and they go to the doctor and, you know, they have an ache and pain and they go to the doctor and they take a drug that that's prescribed to them, et cetera, et cetera. And the pharmaceutical industry, you know, loves those kinds of people. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like everybody leads their own life, but... My husband and I are very natural individuals. So we're natural athletes. You know, we believe in healing the body from the inside out. We find natural ways to cure ourselves. And I had heard so many birth experiences at the hospital. Like, you know, people went in, they're like, I'm, I'm going to do this, you know, naturally. I don't want to get a, I forget what it's called. There's a needle that they get. Epidural. In a, epidural. Thank you. Yes. A lot of women, you know, they opt for that because they're faced with so much pain. And it is like giving birth is one of the most mentally toughening experiences that you'll ever face in your life. And I just think it's this, for me as a woman, it was this alchemizing thing that I needed to do in order to develop into the person that I've become. And so I wanted to do it naturally. It was just a decision I made and my husband supported me 110%. And I got the coaches that I needed to put in place. So I actually got a midwife and a doula. And it was just something I told him. I said, look, I really want to do this. And I don't want a plan B. And really, once you make the decision to give birth at home, there is no plan B unless there's complications. So I went all in. And that's just how I am. If I make a decision, I make a decision quickly. I go all in. And there was just no turning back. And it is one of the best decisions I ever made because it was through that experience that I realized I was empowering myself from my mental toughness and going through the pain and the adversity of giving birth alone and just talking myself through that experience. And I empowered myself and I realized I could use this to help others. And that's how I came to be a mental toughness coach. There was two births that day, (laughs) the birth of my child and the birth of me becoming a mental toughness coach. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so inspiring. My pleasure. 
So how old are your children today? My oldest is six and my second is four. Nice. So are, are you preparing to tell them one day about this experience and your decision? I tell them all the time. I'm a big advocate of speaking to children as you would adults, not keeping things from them, you know, just telling them the truth from day one. And it's just uh, my children are very mature for their age. And I think that's a result of how I'm raising them. 100% parents have such a huge influence on their children. Yes. Um, you're the role model, right? Oh, you bet. And I want to be the best example I can be to them for sure. Well, I'm sure you are with all the great work that you're doing and preparing them to be mentally tough from, you know, day one from birth. So <laughs> yes, <I laughs> that's amazing. That. I love that. There's so much we can take from this, right? Mm -hmm. Even just if we, if we maybe talk a little bit about parenting, you as a parent have, and I'm not a parent, so I'm not the person to to talk about this, but I do believe that when you make yourself strong as an adult, as a parent, or even in your marriage, mm -hmm. then this is when you can set yourself up for the best relationship or to be the best parent for your children mm -hmm. because you are at the best level of yourself or you're constantly working to elevate yourself. So this is where, in my opinion, the coaching and not only mental toughness, but all different types of coaching comes in and can play such an important role in our lives. You bet. There's so many life lessons that you can teach your children. What, what better, you know, what better way to teach life lessons and mental toughness coaching to to two people that you're raising up in this world. You know what I mean? Like they're a branch from you and they are an example of who you are. And in this day and age, you know, sometimes I think to myself, what will life look like 25 years from now? And my ultimate goal for them is to raise them into leaders that will know how to live and adapt and be resilient in changing times. That's amazing. So Nancy, what makes you mentally strong? What makes me mentally strong? Well, I basically, I, I was very powerful and strong individual before I became a mother. So I was, I had a successful business and I was very disciplined and there was a lot of, you know, habits and rituals that I had developed in my life to be, you know, a successful businesswoman. But I, you know, there's like leaps and falls inside of my life where you know, I had actually lost my identity. And I think losing my identity was one of the turning points that made me mentally tough. Basically, and out of a moment or time, I should say, of despair, you know, being so disappointed in myself, hating where I was at, losing my identity, resenting things, feeling hopeless, looking in the mirror and hating what I saw. There was just so many things that I saw and hated and I blamed. And To be honest with you, if I were to give you one or two things that make me mentally tough, it's extreme ownership. So being at that despair part of my life is taking extreme ownership and knowing that it's up to me to make the change and discipline, because I believe discipline is the highest form of self-love. Discipline is the highest form of self-love. Wow. Yeah, that's my um, definition of discipline anyways. I know a lot of people have their own, but that that is definitely mine. And that's that comes from experience. This is so deep. I don't think I've heard of it before. You know, uh, Jocko Willing, he often says discipline equals freedom. Yeah. And uh, it is so powerful and so true. And it's freeing to me, right? Knowing that I follow through on what I want to do and how I want to show up. But putting it in a perspective of love, that's another level, in my opinion. It is. And the reason why is because 
I think, and I, this is, goes into a different level too, is that every answer in this world comes back to the one concept of love. And whether it's through self-love or love of others and love of humanity, everything comes back to that one thing and that's love. And love is the highest frequency you can omit. So if you are disciplined and it's the highest form of self-love, imagine how much frequency you're omitting to the world just by being that example of discipline. Wow, I love that. This is so deep and inspiring and, and so true. Thank you. So let me ask you this. You spoke about this time when you kind of lost your identity. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and what was happening in your life? Uh, okay, so I went from a full-time businesswoman to a stay-at-home mom. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like it just, I think it's that I didn't expect it. There was a point where I, I almost resented it because it was like I was so happy and fulfilled And then all of a sudden I'm just thrown into, and, and I had made this decision, which is what the crazy part is. I had made this decision that I want to stay home, raise my children, but I didn't expect the leaving my business to the side factor. So luckily, you know, my husband and I uh, built a business together, so he was running it, but it, it's, it's kind of hard to take that hardcore businesswoman that's working and grinding it every day to just staying at home and being with a baby and learning something completely new and not even being in that environment anymore. And so much has transpired from that, just the loss of identity. And I actually created something in, because of that. And it's, I, I call it my three hours of power. And what it is is a, a self-mastery ritual. And it came out of literally that moment where, you know, I had my first child And I knew I wanted to be better than I was. And the reason why is because I had these high standards for myself. And basically, I wanted to become better, but I was at the point where I was giving all of me to everybody else and zero to myself. And I think a, a lot of moms can relate to that because even if you try to give a little bit to yourself, there's this tremendous guilt that eats us alive. And I know everybody feels guilty at some point in their life. Like, you know, my kids, my husband, my dogs, my parents, you know, everything took precedent over me. And even if I tried, you know, to work out or read or do something, it was very sporadic and it was interrupted and it wasn't a ritual. It wasn't a habit that I was developing. So I basically lost complete focus of who I was, you know, a total identity crisis, no control, I had no control over my emotions and the pressure and the stress just kept building. And I basically came to the realization, how could, you know, I possibly take care of everyone else when I wasn't taking care of number one. And I knew that wasn't me. Like this is not who I was and being everything to everyone except to myself, you know, that ate at me every day. So, you know, I think that you've heard about my three hours of power and my self mastery ritual. You know, it started simple. I, like I said, my mental toughness developed beginning here. You know, I took extreme ownership and I looked at what was working and what wasn't working. And in that point in my life, nothing was working except for my desire to win and master myself. My desire was so deep and so powerful that I wanted to do something that, that would change me. And so you think like, you know, I've been in business for 13 years and I've been in this personal growth realm and I'm teaching people how to build a business. But basically I asked myself this one question that I ask everybody else and when I'm coaching them, who was I before the world told me what I should be? And 
I knew that that all surrounded my standards of excellence. Every answer came back to that, you know, my standards are so high for myself. So what I did was um, I reverse engineered my family's needs for me and discovered that no one needed me between the hours of 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. And I know it's crazy. Like everyone hears me say that I wake up at 4 a.m. and they look at me with these eyes like, are you nuts? But, um, you know, there's a quote from Tim Grover that says, being relentless means demanding more of yourself than anyone could ever demand of you. So at that point in my life, I needed to demand the most from me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, for the listeners out there, you can either make excuses or you can make things happen, but you can't do both. Four years ago, or maybe a little longer now, I would say about five years ago, because um, the edge of my children, my successful habit began every morning with these three hours of mastery de- dedicated exclusively to mastering myself. What did you do in those three hours? Well, it started really uncomfortable, by the way. I don't want anybody to think that I just decided to wake up at four and, you know, it was super easy for me. I love being comfortable. You know, I love my warm bed and I'm naturally lazy. And just that time in the morning, it's complete silence and it's cold. And it's just like, I could stay in bed. I don't need to do this. I'm going to press snooze. So the beginning was, you know, very uncomfortable for me. But it's easy to make a bullshit story in your head about what you can and cannot do. And then the story becomes heavily affects, like it basically heavily affects your reality if you start buying that BS. So I I soon realized that all the adversity, everything uncomfortable, painful, undesirable, the path less taken has the most incredible rewards. I actually quote it in a lot of my content as the pain train. So it started simple, waking up at four. And I'm going to tell you guys, basically, it started with the act of discipline. So developing that one habit of rising at 4 a.m. No one is born disciplined. You know, I want everyone to know that. Like, I wish we were, but it is a a habit that you have to master. And self-discipline begins with the mastery of your thoughts. I told you earlier that I discovered for me, and I think everybody should have their own definition of discipline, but for me, discipline became the highest form of self-love. It's a choice that I kept on choosing. And in turn, I basically kept keeping the promises I made to myself. And what that did was it built the highest levels of esteem and confidence for me. That's what I mean by self-love, you know, because it's 100% accountability to myself. It's 100% awareness. It's 100% showing up for myself every single day. And so what do I do between the hours of four and seven? And the reason I, I do wake up between then is because nobody else is awake. Well, my husband is, but he wakes up at five. But my children will wake up till seven. So th- those are the reasons why I chose those hours. No disruption at all. So a couple of things that I do, I do five things. I read. I've read a lot of books in my life and I think, you know, a lot of people think that they find the answer through books, but it actually, I realized over time that my mentors, you know, in these books, basically I had to choose and I chose to study a couple of books obsessively. And I chose to study the book Relentless by Tim Grover and the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And those are the two books. Like, it's not that I won't read another book. Like right now I'm reading 12 Rings um, by Phil Jackson and a phenomenal book. And there's so much nuggets that are found in other books apart from these. But what I want to 
drive the point home here is that I study these two books obsessively. So I carry them wherever I go and I, I reference them very often. Relentless and Think and Grow Rich. And then the next thing I do is I write and I create. So I found that during that time is when you're most creative. It's when you have the most creative ideas. It's when you're the less traffic in your brain. And I write and create coaching content. And basically, I have a free coaching platform that I use. It's Instagram. And I create content for my viewers. And it's my way of giving back to them. The other thing I do is I have a gratitude journal. So gratitude keeps you in the present. And it reminds you of what your true power is. So I know a lot of people, you know, they spend a lot of time writing out in a journal, but I'm not really that type of person. So what I found works for me is something called the five minute journal. You can get it from chapters or Indigo or or Barnes and Nobles in the US there. And basically it's just this one pager that you fill out and it takes five minutes. You know, what you're grateful for today and what would make today great, as well as an affirmation of I am. And I just believe that, you know, if you focus on gratitude, what you focus on expands and the more grateful you are, the more you'll receive in your life. And I've been a true testament of that. And I believe that gratitude has just been one of those useful tools that I use every day. I mean, who doesn't want to wake up and be like, thank you for my two gifts that you actually opened your eyes again for another day to live. You know, if you can stay in those kind of moments, you just become a grateful human. Fourthly, I meditate or I spend, you know, a little bit time in calm. And I am not a huge meditator. So again, I found something that worked for me. Like I know that some people are masters of meditation and I just, I need something that I can find, you know, something that works for me. So what I found was Dr. Joe Dispenza's morning and evening meditations. And all it is, is 23 to 25 minutes of meditating with him with his voice and focusing on the moment and he helps me stay in the present and then focus on my future self so if none of you of the listeners out there or even you Danny meditate believe me when you know I tell you this it, silence is sacred so it doesn't actually have to be meditation but if you just sit in calm and focus on your breathing and try to clear your mind entirely this is where I always say to my that my clients or just people that I'm coaching is that, you know, silence is so sacred. And the reason is, is you must spend time in solitude. And that time in solitude helps you to figure out who you truly are. And it's only you and your voice. And the voice helps you, that voice that if you listen to it is where your instincts come from. And your instincts are a huge part and component of winning in this life and basically becoming who you truly are if you listen to those instincts. And then lastly, I work out and, you know, I work out six days a week and I have one day of active rest and I don't need to tell the world why exercise is so important, but I believe it is the best healer. And one of the things that I've realized from working out, and I mean, really working out, like really getting in there and putting yourself through the pain and adversity and desperation of a workout, you find out who you truly are again, and it's you versus you. And you, you get to know your dark side and it's basically an outlet for stress relievers and anything that is bothering you. And you find a way to get into the zone and a way out of the zone. So there's little, a lot of things that I've found just from training and working out and being an athlete is that how to get in and out of the zone and how to apply that to my business and my life. So those are the five things that I do. 
And it's basically a simple outline. I mean, there's obviously a lot more involved, but it's a mastery ritual that I've developed in my life and I've been doing for the past five years. And it works tremendously for me. And I've, I've basically, what I find people always ask, you know, how do you do it? They're so bent on the how, like, how do you wake up at four? And how do you concentrate when you meditate? And how do you choose what to read? You know, how do you work out six days a week? And it's how, 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 and, you know, in times like this, how are you even grateful? And the question is never how, but why? It's always about your why. And this one reason, you know, just to master myself, I'll tell you why, you know, I own my own shit. I must own my own shit every day. Like I know my worth and I'm accountable to myself, but it's given me back my control. You know, I've learned to stay in the present moment, which is so powerful. If you can be in the now, like, Staying in the present instead of a future all the time. We're always thinking about tomorrow, but stay in the present. You start to see the miracles in life. Just practicing gratitude helps you do that. Focus and creating, you know, like I've, I've created so much incredible coaching content just from this mastery ritual. You know, I've studied and I've worked on my fitness, but one of the things, and I don't know if many men can relate to this, but I know women can, is I learned to control my emotions. And as a woman, controlling your emotions and mastering that, I believe in, and you know, I don't have any evidence apart from myself that this is what happened, but routine masters the control of your emotions. A ritual that you do for yourself masters the control of your emotions. And I believe that that's because women play so many roles or mothers do, and they, they wear so many hats, you know, you're the cook, you're the cleaner, you're the driver, you're the you know, you're raising children, you're building a business, you know, you're trying to keep yourself healthy, you're exercising, you wear multiple hats. And just from, you know, a routine that I developed for myself, this mastery ritual, I literally mastered the control of my emotions. I'm not saying that I don't lose control of them, but I've learned to control them like 110% better. And you know what else is like, I've owned my life and I've owned my life and everything that happens to it. And I've earned where I'm at at this point in my life, which is probably one of the biggest things for me, earning. A lot of people will look at you and they'll be like, you know, they think you're an overnight success. And it's like, I I need you to know that I've earned this place. I've become and earned my place as a better mother, as a better partner, as a better daughter, a coach, you know, sister, an ally, a business owner, and overall just a better human. And, you know, I've learned so many things in this process that I'm not saying to everybody you need to wake up at four, but find a time that you can dedicate to yourself, a time that, you know, you can practice a ritual for you or because if you master yourself, you master your thoughts, you master yourself. And ultimately, isn't that what we want to do is master ourselves? And I'll tell you lastly, and I'll let you speak after this, I think I've been talking long enough is You know, the single most important thing I've learned, Danny, in this journey is that self-mastery is spent in solitude, you know, and in doing that, I found out exactly who I am and I know exactly who I am. Wow. If I had drums, I would just drum roll, you know? (laughs) Wow. You're such a powerhouse. And I've known this about you already, but you just brought so much force and energy and inspiration to so many of us out there. So thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for showing up so powerfully day-to-day for yourself, for your family, and and doing all this work. My pleasure. Well, so I want to unpack this a little bit more. You already shared a a lot of details, but there were so many excellent things that you shared. So when you spoke about reading, right, you said that you study the books obsessively. 
So how do you study them? So I believe that you can read a book, but because you evolve as a human, you, you're ever-changing. So your mind evolves and you're not the same that you were a month ago. And when I go back and I study and reread, I see it in a totally different light. And I'm telling you that this, like I've read Relentless probably 15, 20 times and the same goes for Thinking Grow Rich. And each time I go back and read something that I've highlighted or made a note of or uh, dog-eared the page, I read it in a totally different way. So I know that my mindset is being elevated constantly. So I believe that there's so many levels to what is written in those two books And when you go back and you read them, you're basically studying and evolving as a human as you're evolving with the book. Yes, absolutely. So if you were to pick one thing, the most powerful thing that you've learned from each book, what would it be? For Relentless, there's two quotes in there that I try to live by. Tim Grover writes, in order for you to become who you're meant to be, you must first become who you truly are. And what that quote did for me is it became my end result. It's, it's an end result that is a constant pursuit. So I will only achieve this end result. And I hope I drive this home to the hearts and cores of people. I will only achieve that end result when my life comes to an end. So I haven't become who I'm meant to be yet. That is my constant pursuit every day of my life. And I get emotional just talking about it because your end result should make you emotional. Your end result should drive you emotionally. So becoming who I'm meant to be is what I focused on. And I'm in constant pursuit every day. And secondly, relentless is about every second. And it's a mindset that I've developed as a human, as a mother, as a coach, as a wife, you know, as an ally, that relentless is about every second. There is no give. And I treat my life that way. And then secondly, think and grow rich. Oh my God. There's so much I could say about this book, but there is so many nuggets in this book, but there is a success formula and it has to do with your desire. How deep is your desire? And that's what it all begins with. Any pursuit, any goal, you know, because success comes to those who become success conscious. And if you have the desire to win and the desire to be different, the desire to make change, that is the one thing that should drive you every day is your desire to be who you're meant to be, the desire to win, the desire to make change. And so desire is one of the things that I study most out of that book. I know I'm repeating myself, but this is so powerful. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad I'm bringing you value. Hey, I hope I bring value to the listeners as well. I do believe that because I'm learning so much from you right now. I'm taking a lot of notes myself. How has your routine influenced your family or let's say the people around you have? You mentioned to an extent that some may question in the beginning, right? You think you're crazy or... um, but. Let's say, what about your children? Do they know that this is what you do or do you tell them about that? My kids love working out and they love being with me. Like I'm everything to them. So it's, it's pretty special. They drag me into the gym at, you know, in the afternoon again, sometimes, and we just go down there and we just move and create basically. But they always say, how come, you know, we don't work out together anymore. And I used to work out with them, but it just didn't work out well because they get bored or they don't want to do something. 
So it's very, but it's very important for me, for them to see me do it. So being the example, again, like I was explaining to you earlier, like they know I wake up early. So when they wake up, I'm not in bed anymore, obviously. Or they know that I have this ritual because they've woken up at, you know, certain hours of the morning and they see me on my couch, drinking my coffee, studying, listening, writing. So they know that is part of my everyday. And they even say, mommy, are you going to wake up while I'm still sleeping? I'm like, yes. And, you know, I just affirm them that that's what's going to happen. But just the active component that I was telling you about earlier, them just seeing that physical fitness, for one, is very important to me and my husband and them seeing us do it. And I believe that for anything in life, leadership or, you know, coaching individuals, you must do it first before you can actually tell someone to do it. So my kids, they see us and they see us working out and they see me, you know, pushing myself and they become my cheerleaders and they're like, oh my God, you're working so hard. And they develop this vocabulary that I didn't even think that, you know, I had to even say because they've said it on their own. Like they watch you do it. They develop this vocabulary that your work ethic, you know, way to go, mom, you're getting it done. Like, this is awesome. I want to do this. And they start emulating you and they start doing squats and burpees. And, you know, you're watching your children just become the example that you are. And it's just become such a important part of my life. And, and honestly, like you never realize who's watching. And there's even certain things, Danny, I'll tell you, like I put my shoes down my runners and I put my socks over top and my children put their shoes and socks the same way. And, you know, I've taken pictures of it because I'm like, this is literally why I do what I do, because it's to the finest detail that your children watch what you do. So I'm very, very cognizant of that. There is no question. And it's ripple effect into my family's life. And, you know, people, even my team, like they always call Bert and I, my husband, the most disciplined leaders. And I love that people see us that way. That's so incredible. And I loved what you just shared about your children and how you also know so much how your behavior influences them and how you can raise them into Mm -hmm. better, stronger human beings by giving Mm -hmm. them this great example, by, you know, being a leader, being this great mother and, and a friend. And I love how much you pay attention to details because details do matter. You bet they do. There's a saying, right? The devil is in the detail. And some people say, oh, you obsess about the details. But the truth is, that's really where you can get to the next level, right? Or I remember when Tim Grover was talking about how do you elevate an athlete who's already at the pro game, you know, he's already at the top level. Well, it means you really need to focus on the tiny things or the micro changes that will make massive leaps of change, right? And that can be hard to spot spot or observe, but that's really where the excellence can be found or can can generate from. Absolutely. Yes. I know that I've been gifted. I think I'm very blessed with that one attribute that I pay attention to the details. I notice, I I like to notice everything. I'm, I'm a very, like a lot of people, you won't catch me. I'm actually very introverted. So I, I pay Like I listen a lot more than I speak and I think that's one of the gifts that I've been given is that I pay attention to the details and in turn, I I apply that to my own life. And I think that's where my standards of excellence have um, birthed from. This has been so wonderful. I've, I've been enjoying this so much. Is there something you'd like our listeners to know that you 
haven't shared already or that I haven't asked? <sighs> That's a really good question. Um, I think I kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, I know, you know, I want, I want the listeners to know that I know what it feels like to be lost or to feel stuck. I know what it's like to lose your identity. And I think I've driven that point home. You know, um, I know what it's like to resent where you're at. I know what it's like to feel hopeless and to see yourself in the mirror and not like what you see. I know what it's like to be ultimately so disappointed in yourself that, you know, it brings you to your knees and you don't want to live another day of your life. You know, I know what it's like to blame everybody and everything for where you're at. I know what it's like to make every excuse just so you don't have to take responsibility. I want them to know that I know. But I also want them to know that if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And there is such a small difference, a very small difference. It's so scary, the small difference between winning and losing. And winners are honest with themselves. They don't lie about the effort they are putting in. You know, they don't blame anyone when they don't see progress. They don't, uh, they don't expect to be successful overnight. And instead, they take extreme ownership for where they're at. And they adjust, they adapt, and they change from within. The change comes from within. And nothing, you know, stands between, between you and that human in the mirror. You have to own that. You have to own your shit. And again, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I was watching uh, Million Dollar Baby the other day. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. One of the most incredible movies of all time. I cried like a baby and I only cry in movies. It's just, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. But there was a quote that said, winners are simply willing to do what losers won't. And that stuck with me. So I hope that sticks with the, the listeners as well. Yeah, I've got literally goosebumps and I've got a jacket over me. So <laughs> that's how powerful it is. Yeah, I remember that story. It was a sad ending, but it was an inspiring, inspiring story. You bet it Of was. a great woman. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for sharing all of this and for being so open and vulnerable and just giving it all. And uh, I really appreciate you for that. Hey, you know what? It's a pleasure. My pleasure. Well, probably just the last few questions. This is a question I ask all of my guests. What does being a warrior mean to you? I don't want to get emotional. That's an emotional question. But being a warrior to me means risking everything for a dream that nobody else sees but you. And almost nobody is going to support your dream. And once you accept that, it gets a lot easier. Win anyways. That's the mindset of a warrior. Wow, what an ending. Incredible. Seriously, I should get a, a drum set here. I'll ask my editor <laughs> to include it in there. <laughs> Can you repeat the quote again? Risking everything for a dream that nobody sees but you right? Risking everything for a dream that nobody else sees but you. Wow. Okay. This is a great way to wrap up this conversation. And, you know, I can imagine we could continue on and on, but Nancy, any final thoughts you want to share? I think I'd like to say to our listeners in this time and in, in this world that we're living in, it's okay to be stuck at times. What's not okay is to stay stuck. And I'm going to leave everybody with a challenge listening today. I challenge everyone listening to step into the very best version of yourself. 
you know, the very best future version of yourself for the remainder of this year and turn what most humans are calling the worst year of their life, turn it into the year that changed and create a legacy for yourself. What a great challenge. So I hope that as many of you out there will accept this challenge. I personally take this challenge to my heart. I want to make the most out of 2020. And I do agree. A lot of the challenges that we've been given can be actually blessings. Mm -hmm. And even if we find ourselves in tough times and challenging situations, there's always a way out. You just need to look a little bit differently or you know, ask for help, be proactive. Nobody says that it's easy, but what is? Exactly. Life is hard. Life is hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Nancy, where can people find you? My coaching content that I was explaining that I create every day is on Instagram. So that's where my I use that as a, my free platform to just create content that people can read. And right now I'm in, in the midst of a 41 days of wisdom that I started nine days ago. So that's what my theme is right now. And I'm not so big on Facebook, but I, you can find me on there as well. So on Instagram, it's Nancy M. Bruno. And I think that you'll attach that probably somewhere. Yes. And Facebook, it's just Nancy Bruno. And then, of course, I'm on LinkedIn. That's pretty much it, actually. But I do actually want to mention, if any of the listeners want to know how I develop my mental toughness and you know, one of the programs I use to define and, and basically laser in on, on focusing on who I was becoming and, and just tweaking things in my brain, is I am actually affiliate ambassador for Tim Grover's The Relentless System. And it's probably one of the most incredible mental toughness programs out there. So if... Uh, viewers want to be a part of that program. There's actually a huge promotion going on right now and they can go to my Instagram page and click on the link. And there's a huge, massive promotion. It's 62, or I think it's actually not, it's 84% off and it's a lifetime access to the program. It's a lifetime access to the cleaner calls, lifetime access to reality checks and access to the real in the system Facebook group. And believe me, you do not want to miss out on an opportunity like this because uh, this kind of promotion doesn't come around a lot. And I encourage the viewers, if they want to build mental toughness and just become a better them and better you, I encourage you to become part of that relentless system. I'll put the links in the show notes so you'll be able to find it okay. after you finish listening to the episode. So thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for extending the invitation to our listeners so that they can also become more mentally strong and rise up. You bet. And I hope that they do that. We need to change the world. And Danny, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I couldn't think of a better podcast to make my debut into this world. So thank you again. Well, the pleasure is mine. And I'm so honored for the opportunity for us to chat. I'm learning so much from you and you're such a wonderful example and role model for so many people out there, not just women, but everybody. So thank you for taking the time. This was such a pleasure and I wish you nothing but the best. And uh, the world needs to hear about Nancy. So people go follow Nancy on Instagram, Nancy and Bruno. And with that, thank you for listening. This is another episode on the Fearless Warrior podcast. We'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you for spending some time with me and most of all, for investing time in yourself. If you found value in this podcast, share it with your friends and family and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our episodes. This will greatly help us spread the word 
and help others find it more easily. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Denny Timras. Shoot me a note and let me know what you thought of today's conversation. I always welcome any feedback or questions. Remember, now that you're here, you're part of a tribe. In this tribe, we care for each other. We lift each other up as well as share the raw, honest, unpolished truth that we often need to hear. So before you go, think about the next best action you can take to get you on your path to success. Don't wait for tomorrow. Make a commitment and do it now. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, have a great day.